0: Radio studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Sean's guess is, We're just talking about all the people in my, uh, my town who are still wearing masks outside, including like lots of people exercising alone, you know, on a bike ride or jogging or whatever, wearing masks alone outside. Sean's convinced that it's 100% I don't want people to think I'm conservative or a republican it's not the disease which is stupider
0: <laughs> I mean, well that's that's hanging on for an awfully long time well, I, I mean that's been utterly ridiculous for uh, months now and
1: just just i you know i would hope that my lifestyle and the things i say would indicate to my friends what i believe in i'm not thinking that much i'm not going to continue to wear a mask for no reason to I don't know. I don't know what it feels like.
2: But so. but you're you're living in a scenario where your social circle is like a closed loop. Yeah. Not where your social circle is uh, internet uh, photo sharing, where you might be snapped without the mask and then become the meme of the day. So right, like the. I guess. It, yeah, it but is like not I a say, way to live. But that's that's the perspective yeah. that well, they have. Clearly
1: true. Clear, I mean, it's, something is causing it, and I think you're right. I think it makes more sense than they, they're they worried about the disease. I mean, because not only can you not catch it out, I mean, there's like five reasons why it's dumb for a 20-year-old in-shape dude to be wearing a mask jogging outside.
2: Catch me outside, how about that?
1: You can't. And the only one that could trump all those reasons is Trump. That um, You're worried that somehow you're associated with that if you're not wearing a mask. You're young, you're healthy, you're outdoors. There's no chance you're going to get the disease and get, and there's no COVID in the town. So the town's
0: got no COVID in it. Right, Um, right. I'd encourage uh, folks like that. Try independent thinking. You might like it. It's really freeing. I just don't get that. I really, really want you or me or somebody to stand there and ask. This is the sort of thing like Jesse Waters used to do. Uh, Just ask everybody who comes by, why are you wearing a mask? With it's, all due respect.
1: You know, no politics aside, no judgment aside. That's a fascinating study about human nature. To yeah. figure out, you know, to, to know why people are still wearing a mask when they don't have to and what's going on there and, you know, what extrapolations can you make about politics or, you know, whatever else. Really interesting. Uh, young people drink a lot more than you think. I'll bet the people who sell booze know these numbers. How many dollars worth of booze were sold to underage drinkers last year in America? Oh, underage? Yes. Huh. Interesting. Amazing.
0: Also, a really California E nugget from California about a protest the other day. It's just so beautiful. Uh, we'll get to that. But first, ladies and gents, please, our top priority is to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. Welcome to the internet. Come and take a seat. I wanted to get the people on the show, and he was fighting to survive. Every time he punched, he had clench. He was good at tying me up.
2: But there's a lot of other information that points in the direction that this could have come out of a lab, that we need to have a broader view about the potential risk that this was a lab leak. They discovered some hardware
0: inserted in the transformers that was not part of the design spec hmm. that would have essentially enabled somebody in China to flip these on and off. The best way to ensure their aggression is to do nothing, and that their appetite grows with the eating. Would you like to see the
2: news or any famous women's feet? Three,
0: two, one.
2: Go after our elections, our nuclear plants, our electric grid. Don't with the meat.
1: Today, the FBI successfully seized criminal proceeds From a Bitcoin wallet that dark side ransomware actors use to collect a cyber ransom payment
2: from a victim. The hot vax summer. That's what they're calling
0: it, ladies and gents. I can't make this up.
2: Be happy, be horny, be bursting with rage. We got a million different ways to engage. We've been to the border. You haven't been to the border. And I haven't been to Europe. And I mean, I don't I don't understand the point that you're making.
1: New Gallup survey finds 71 percent of Democrats think healthy people should stay home as much as possible.
0: The sausage making is messy it takes time there are ups and downs in the roller coaster. This is actually why I hate California.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I interest you in everything all of the time a little bit of everything all of the time. Happen He's a tragedy, and boredom is a crime, anything and everything, all of the time. You hey, know,
1: my nine-year-old there, talking about this is why I hate California. I still want to see
2: him say that while you're drinking a glass of water.
1: <laughs> you, 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 when, when, when your kids say stuff like that, you realize, wow, I really have a lot of influence over these people. I should really, uh,
0: not that I disagree with what he said, but. And it's from the One More Thing podcast from yesterday. You can enjoy it at armstrongandgetty.com. Do you want to give a clue why he uh, has that opinion? We
1: were were talking about the swimming pool Hmm. and how you can't do a cannonball or even jump and turn in the air before you land feet first in the water.
0: Oh, Lord. Or four
1: lifeguards will come over with clipboards and fill out paperwork for like 20 minutes. (sighs) It's really weird. You know the best thing we did all week long? Although we got a lot of a uh, good reviews on my son's uh, appearance. Uh, the best thing we did all week long was that interview with Josh Rogan about his new book about China and us. Uh, their appetite only grows with the eating. That's a good phrase. Um, that was some good stuff. I really should read that book. Um, I've heard several podcasts of him talking about it, and it's all great. Thank God so many people are waking up to what could change the world for a thousand years to come and that is communist china
0: yeah you know it's funny you should bring that up i was hankering to bring up china a couple of things uh number one the senate overwhelmingly passed legislation earlier this week that would pour nearly a quarter trillion dollars over the next five years into scientific research and uh, development to bolster competitiveness against china and you know the whole giant government spending aspect of that makes me uncomfortable But the reason it's necessary, getting back to something we discussed earlier in the week, is they've discovered more and more examples of how China and and their military has inserted kill switches and virtual bombs and and mischief-making software and hardware in all sorts of stuff they've been selling us. And you can't, we've abandoned our ability to innovate and manufacture a lot of this stuff. We just gave it over to Asia to manufacture. And now everybody's realizing what a national security threat that was. But I was struck by the testimony, and this got so little uh, attention, a DOE guy, Department of Energy, Uh, noted in the report that the threat to the electric grid is anything but hypothetical. Rather, it has, and I quote, reason to believe that the People's Republic of China is equipped and actively planning to undermine the nation's bulk power system. That's pretty stark.
1: I'd say. We haven't gotten into and I don't know if I'm in the mood to get into it in full depth, but the... uh... Biden in several speeches this week talking about how the the chairman of the Joint Chiefs says the number one threat to America is global warming. Uh, right, because they know which way the wind blows and what's going to serve the what's going to make their boss happy and what's going to give them more funding and what's going to keep them out of trouble and what's going to keep them you know in their job. That's you know that's the way it works. Um, but that's just a moronic thing. For the joint, the chairman of Jeep chief Joint Chiefs to say, and for the president to keep repeating.
0: Well, yeah, and it's almost like my doctor saying the biggest problem with refereeing in basketball is calling phantom fouls. That's 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 not your job. You have nothing to do with that. It's interesting that you hold that opinion, but I don't want a bunch of basketball fans quoting my doctor. That's not his field. Right. If separately,
1: you want to say that the biggest threat to our country is global warming. And I would highly recommend you read that book from the guy that was in the Obama administration that says the uh, data has been b- been distorted for years on this. But anyway, um, uh, if you want to make that a separate conversation, that's interesting. But let's not have our military focusing on global warming while China's doing what it's doing, for crying out loud.
0: No, they're focusing on overwhelming and defeating us. And if it's
1: point zero one degrees warmer in the ocean while they do it, they don't give a crap.
0: Yeah, yeah. So this is apropos of nothing. We can move on to uh, substantive stuff next segment. Although it is Friday, and I'm feeling like screwing around, honestly. Oh, we got that wacky relief pitcher that's captured the nation's attention. Okay, we got to do some stuff with him. But I want to get to that California protest I keep mentioning. I also too. want
1: to tell you how much young people are drinking in America. Ah, yes. People that are underage. What are your What's your feelings on underage drinking? Since see, I grew up with the drinking age being eighteen. So in my mind it's still that. I know it's not, but that's when I think about drinking, it always starts as adulthood because it just that's what it was when I was uh, when I was in college. Of course you could drink. I'm a grown up. I'm at college I have a job. I'm paying my rent. I have a phone bill. I own a car. Um, why can't I drink a beer? That would be crazy. But that's the way it was in college. It was drinking age was eighteen. Um what are your feelings on that? Like, I mean, do you get do you get uh, super worked up if a twenty year old's drinking? Or
0: oh no, absolutely not. Only because no, they're cooler I, than me. I think it's important that kids understand alcohol's effects before they are on their own uh, with no chaperone and all of a sudden feeling alcohol's effects. So I'm I'm okay. It's it's not good for kids to drink a significant amount before they're of you know certainly in their twenties. Well, they are. Hmm. Fifth of Hennessy. So you're
2: talking like the European style of, oh, we're having a family dinner. Okay, you can have a small glass of wine. That's the most Absolutely. interesting thing. Yeah.
1: i never quite understood this. It should be studied more. So when I was over in Italy with my friend Giuseppe, and there was a wine cart on the corner in, uh, in Florence, right outside the Uffizi or whatever the name of that museum is where they got the David. Um, and there was a wine cart on the corner... And you can just walk up and get a glass of wine and walk around. And, and first of all, you don't have those in the United States because you can't have public drinking the You an open container or whatever. And it, there's crowd around, and like there is no line. It's not like people were lined up. Oh, right, I get to drink wine and walk around because you always can. People aren't that interested. And I said, um, uh, what age do you have to be to drink in this state? Like what? Are the, and he said, I don't. What do you mean? He said, Well, what's the <laughs> drinking age? And he said, I don't know. Uh, it was. It's not a thing. It wasn't a How thing. How old are you? <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. So yeah. the fact that it's not a thing leads it not to be a problem, which is interesting. Yeah, there's absolutely the forbidden fruit aspect of it. Yeah. Anyway, um, I guarantee you Budweiser knows this. Last year, miners drank $17.5 billion worth of beer and liquor. U.S. or globally? Uh... You know, I don't I was I uh, believe that was US. I was assuming US, but I don't yeah. I don't see it stated here. Uh, the alcohol companies making money on booze consumer <laughs> Journal of Studies in Alcohol phone miners. That doesn't say specifically the US, so it could be globally. Hmm. That that would change it. Uh figures are actually down from twenty eleven when the youth consumed twenty point nine billion dollars worth. Or a, almost 12% of the alcohol sold. Well, if it's globally, that's because, yeah, the drinking age is not 21 in lots of places.
0: Interesting that it's declined that significantly, though, in the last 10 years. And who knows why. Okay. I've heard that.
2: Uh, in the U.S. markets.
0: And that's in the okay. U.S.
1: market. Okay. Hmm. billion worth of beer and liquor sold in the United States. And you know the the companies know that because that's a ton of money. So they have to subtly market to young people. That's why they got so many ads with, you know, young hotties on a boat at a lake who look like I suppose they could be 21, maybe not, because there's
0: a reason to advertise to that crowd. There are billions and billions and billions of dollars at stake. Wow. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about that. Where are they getting it? You know? Where does the modern kid get liquor, beer, uh, alcohol? In short, that they're not supposed to have. I don't know. From There's... dad, somebody buys it from him. His brother, his older cousin, coworker. Yeah. Hmm. Trip across the border. If you know the
1: answer to that question, text line four one five two nine five KFTC four one five two nine five KFTC. Joe is labeled him the wacky picture everybody's talking about. Maybe we should talk about it too. Among other things coming up.
0: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Why did the CDC mislead us about COVID among young people last week? Why is our own government lying to us so much about the pandemic? Its origin, its danger, man, this should get more attention Uh, We we got a text from somebody who's thankful that we were covering it at all. The CDC downplayed one number and then way overplayed another number for, I think, fairly obvious reasons. But we'll get to that next segment. It's highly troubling as a way to run a country.
0: Indeed. Yeah. Don't miss it if you didn't catch it. And if you have to step out of your car or wherever you're listening, uh, grab it later via podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. So I got to explain who this guy is. His name is Stephen Shock. He's actually a grad student, but he pitches for the University of Virginia. He's their closer. And he's one of those guys who plays with just mad intensity. His his slogan, he has three words that go through his mind, he says out there. Yeah, that's not part of the yeah, it is. Okay, well, I won't tell you what they are. But one of them's the F-bomb. Um, and he's, he closes out games and he just hurls his left, I'm sorry, his, his glove into left field as far as he can. Just constant seeding intensity on the mound. Reminds he's one of reminds me guys.
1: of the Mad Hungarian for the Kansas City Royals way back in the day. Al Hraboski. Oh, did we love the Mad Hungarian? He'd get all worked <laughs> up and he'd oh, yeah, a- go, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we don't have time for these clips.
0: Oh, All right, well, he did an interview on ESPN that went pretty viral here. Clip 21. Let's go back to that last inning, ninth inning. What are the emotions like entering that inning?
2: Well, emotions are go in, win. I heard a fan offer free dipping Dots if I blew it, which the price of dipping Dots with inflation is just unreal. So for a brief moment, I was like, damn, dipping Dots sound good. But also I thought in the back of my head, we win today, we win tomorrow, or tonight. We're going to be here another day. That's more per diem. So that means I can buy my own dipping Dots and be a
0: winner. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> a fan tried to bribe him with dipping Dots. He's, and he thought, "Hmm, damn, that does sound good. But wait a minute. Is he, with the per is, diem, he, I can he, buy my own? Is he a weirdo or is he just that dry with his humor? I, I think he might be. Hit clip 22. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to attack.
2: I think three words every time I'm out there. The first one's a swear word. Starts with F. Um, second words, attack. Third ones, win. And, and I just repeat that to myself. Unless you know there's a breach in the system and I walk a guy, and I got to tell myself I'm a few different things that isn't a winner. Um, I might break that, but then I
0: get right back on it. Just this he, attack, win. You know. If he starts thinking too much, he punches himself in the head. He says <laughs> thinking is the enemy of winning. Just attack, attack, attack. So he will punch himself in the head. I like that. Yeah, we'll have more with him in a couple of minutes. We ran out of time, but uh, I might adopt
1: that strategy of punching myself in the head when I'm thinking too much. I've been doing a lot of that lately. Just punch myself in the head is a
2: good reminder. Or
0: maybe hire somebody to do it for you.
2: Either way, the important thing is you get punched. Sleeve right. boy got a promotion.
0: Sleeve boy, sleeve boy, I have punch, a new job for you. Punch me in the head. Armstrong and Getty. <laughs> The Armstrong and Getty Show. I don't care if Monday's blue, Tuesday's gray, and Wednesday, too.
2: Thursday, I don't care about you. It's Friday. I'm
0: in love.
1: After President Biden this week told her he would end their
0: infrastructure negotiations, Republican Senator Shelley Moore Capito said in an interview yesterday that she was disappointed in Biden's decision. Said progressives disappointed in Biden.
1: Finally, some common ground.
0: Huh? What? No. Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. He's old and <sighs> moderate, allegedly, or something. Whatever.
1: I'm doing this story because I think it's really important. I'm not necessarily in the mood for it. On a Friday, we got the daiquiri machine fired up. We're half in the bag. I mean, we're day drinking. Half? But this is <laughs> See, a damned yeah, important catching story. catching up to do. I fear we have lost the ability to, uh, from a bipartisan standpoint, look at things after they happen and learn any lessons, whether it's January 6th or the war in Afghanistan or the pandemic. We just just can't do those things anymore, apparently.
0: Everybody's always posturing all the time. You
1: know, that's funny. During the break, I was actually reading a long op-ed in the Wall Street Journal by Bob Dole. He was my senator in Kansas my whole early voting life. Uh, presidential candidate way back in 96. He's like 100 years old now. War hero. World War II veteran, yeah. Full-on uh, war hero. Anyway, he's got an op-ed today. You can't campaign forever is his, uh, is his point. And he talks about he understands why people don't want to give in on policy and that sort of stuff. It's always been that way. But he said the fact that the campaign rhetoric lasts forever now is new it used to be you'd say evil things about your opponent and then the election would happen and you would stop saying evil things about the other side for at least a little while at least like you know if you're a senator for a couple years or a president for a couple of years and a house member maybe only a year but now you continue to demonize and say evil things about your opponent's constantly and never stops. And therefore, there's just no opportunity to ever get together and talk about anything. I wonder if that lasts or if it'll burn itself out. And he took the title from um, uh, George McGovern, who he ended up being really good friends with. George McGovern was the senator from South Dakota, who was presidential candidate in 72, lost to Richard Nixon in a landslide, way lefty. I mean, he was like the Elizabeth Warren of his day, Mm -hmm. super, super duper lefty. And Bob Dole, a uh, right-wing conservative. But they became really, really good friends. And George McGovern was at Pat Nixon's funeral. Richard Nixon's wife died. And there he was at Nixon's wife's funeral. And Bob Dole said, good to see you here. What, what made you come? And he said, you can't campaign forever. And that's where he took the title of his, uh, of his op-ed piece from. Mm-hmm. You know, at some point, you got to get down to where human beings are all living in the same country, trying to solve goals, maybe with different ideas of how to do it. But you can't do the whole campaign. They're evil. All of those people are evil, and we're all right. You can't do that always. Well, that's what we do now. We do that always. Anyway, my my point with that is, because we do it that way, I don't think we can ever get to solving any problems or taking a look back at various things like the pandemic. How the heck did we handle it? Was it good? Was it bad? Did we do too much here, too little there? Whatever. The government is still lying to us as recently last, as last week, the CDC. Maybe you heard this story. It bounced around media a lot that uh, the COVID is uh, starting to hit young people hard. Oh, did you hear that? The COVID starting to hit young people hard. I heard it repeatedly. I'll just read from the op-ed. It'll fill in the blanks here. The pandemic's toll on teen mental health. The CDC tried to spark a panic about COVID ho- hospitalizations while ignoring the real crisis. And this is all from their own numbers. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention released a report last week warning that adolescent hospitalizations due to COVID-19 were on the rise. The media picked up with the message and ran with it. That's why you heard about it. But it isn't true. The CDC misrepresented their own data and played down a more important finding that provides further evidence that pandemic control measures are likely having a serious adverse impact on young people's mental health. The CDC truncated its own analysis at the precise date, April 24th, that would cast an increase in teen hospitalizations in the worst possible light. You can always do that with data. You take a chart, you pick the right place to start and the right place to stop, and then you can build a narrative on that. And it can be, you know, the place where you stopped and started could possibly be the exact opposite of what the overall chart tells you if you zoom out from it. And it would seem that the the CDC did that. Why is your own government lying about their own statistics to try to, Paint the narrative that young people are uh, getting the COVID at higher rates.
0: I I just think it's part of the whole trying to dupe slash convince everybody into getting vaccinated. So they had to sell a narrative to young Americans.
1: So they tried to cast an increase in teen hospitalizations in the worst possible light. The 10% rise in early March that attracted so many headlines last, last week was similar to rises in other age groups and declined sharply by late April. Adolescent hospitalizations for COVID were back down to 0.6 per 100,000 by late May. They, they already had those numbers. They could have told you that, but they didn't. Um, and well below the rate of 2.6 for the adult U.S. population. Moreover, COVID cases among children have now fallen by 84%. Hospitalizations are down by 69% since January. They had those numbers that was in their own charts. They just chose not to emphasize Emphasize it. But while the CDC oversold the teen COVID narrative, it failed to emphasize their own numbers uh, in the study on um, mental health. 20% of teen hospitalizations in the study between Jan 1 and March 31st were for psychiatric emergencies, not COVID. Yikes. They didn't break that out of their own numbers. That's unbelievable. Although pandemic-related closures have made it difficult to study the mental health of children during the past year, the available data point to a crisis. Lockdowns and school closures have led to a greater incidence of obesity and eating disorders, according to Stanford Children's Health Network. Since the start of the pandemic, overall health care utilization rates have been low, and many elective visits, including mental health services, were unavailable. This exacerbated what the CDC has identified as a pre-existing mental health treatment gap for children in the U.S., uh, let me jump down because this next part is good. Um ba 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 Here we go. Uh, here we go. Uh, capturing subtle declines in mental health is difficult. Suicides and emergency department visits quantify only extreme outcomes. But the trends for both in California are alarming. Data from the Children's Hospital of Oakland show a 66% increase in 10- to 17-year-olds screening positive for active or recent suicide ideation in its emergency department between March and October of last year. I I realize that's a lot of numbers and dates. The proportion of children seeking emergency mental health services who required immediate hospitalization, including for eating disorders, rose 75% in 2020. Seventy five
0: percent.
1: Wow. Wow. That's unbelievable. That's
0: astounding. It's terrifying.
1: And now a quote from somebody at John Muir Medical Center in Walnut Creek, California. We've never seen numbers like this in such a short period of time. I mean, we've seen a year's worth of suicide attempts in the last four weeks. A year's worth of suicide attempts in the last four weeks. And for some reason, the CDC buried those numbers and emphasized
0: a misleading number about COVID. I just think it is a a combination of a cover-up of horrific indefensible policies and continued tribal signaling of the weirdest sort of way, but I I don't know. It's it's beyond disgusting to me. It's one of the most disappointing things I've ever seen as a human being, the way we've abused our children through COVID.
1: And as I've said earlier, my own anecdotal evidence, I haven't heard... Of a, I don't know a single parent who has been worried about their children getting COVID. I know a half dozen parents who have been, probably more if I thought about it for much longer, that we've had conversations about the mental health of their children. Like every parent that, I, that I'm close enough to that you would have that conversation has expressed how concerned, as we are with our kids, of their mental health. Not worried about the COVID, that never has even come up. But every parent I know close enough to talk about this has talked about the mental health. It's got to be close to 100% of parents have that concern. Why would your government ignore that? Well, Joe's explained why, but they shouldn't do that. They shouldn't. Well, first of all, people that are into statistics shouldn't be in the business of trying to make them point to anything. No,
0: no. This is one of the darkest periods I think I've seen in terms of People's ability to commit evil acts uh, whether of commission or omission to protect themselves and Their egos or to serve their own interests It's it's shocking. This is a dark chapter in American history, and it continues boy the teachers unions among the leaders of the evil politicians it's, something, it's just shocking.
1: We just got this text, and horrifying, and t- teen girls are leading the uh, the charge and all this stuff, not, oh, yeah. not surprisingly, really. The, my 14-year-old daughter attempted suicide last month in Sacramento. The teen mental health hospitals were so full that she had to go to John Muir in Concord, which is like an hour away, if you don't know how far away that is, for a five-day stay. It was the closest place with an open bed.
0: I remember the hospital system we talked about in Colorado that had declared an emergency as if there was a massive fire or or, or a terrible flood or or a pandemic, for that matter, because of all the teen suicide attempts in their area. Your teen daughter attempts
1: suicide. Obviously, you want to be close to her the entire five days she's in the hospital. She has to go somewhere an hour away because the beds are all full Yeah, at the mental health hospital for teens. That should be... A national story that we talk about for days at a time and cable news shows focus on why isn't it
0: it's got to be because of the weird politics of who was pro closure and who was pro opening you know you got to blame the people who actually did the awful awful things and in the name of ideology committed terrible mistakes On policy, but it was it was the Trump factor. People were so insane about Trump. If he said we should be open, they would embrace closure to the point of religious fervor. If the children kill themselves, if they die of anorexia, if they're set back years in their education, we don't care. We just have to counter Trump. I I swear to God, I don't know. This is why God grants immortality. This is a good. This is making me insane.
1: This is a good text. Send the stats on teen suicide and mental health to John Cox. He's one of the Republicans running for governor in California against Gavin Newsom in the recall. That's what he should be talking about, not stupid beauty and the beast. Yeah, no kidding. Hammer Gavin. All day, every day, about what the school closures and the shutdown has done to teen mental health. Hit wow. them with all the stats in California. Of you, there's not an open bed in the state if your if your daughter wants tries to commit suicide because all the beds are full. This is what the policies have gotten you. You could do some pretty pretty over the top, but true and uh, justifiable ads
0: on this topic. I think we're talking to Kevin Faulkner ne- next week, aren't we? Yeah, maybe. Who's running that for advice. governor of Cal Unicornia? It would be over the top, but I I, I don't I think, think so. I think, I don't you could, think so at I, all.
1: I think you could perfectly justify some sort of ad, you know, with a teen girl and, you know, some imagery about suicide and say, This is what Gavin Newsom's policies have gotten us.
0: Well the policies and their results have been over the top. They've been horrific. So if the attacks are very strong. I think that's only appropriate. God, it's just some of the worst governance in our nation's history. It is. It truly is. And the children are the victims. Ooh. And I just, it's hard. Not only is it hard to convince people of that conclusion, it's hard to even get them to consider the question, which, again, is going to make me completely insane. Yeah.
1: You know, I'd like to write the, write the ad copy. Write the ad for these ads. And they, they'd be devastating. I don't know if they'd, they'd get you to win, but... I care more about the issues than the than political races. I'd love to have that issue out there front and center, the rest of the race for governor. This is what your your teenage daughter wants doesn't want to be alive anymore. That's what Gavin Newsom's policies have gotten us. Right. That's amazing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, our text line is 415295KFTC.
0: Listen
1: Armstrong and Getty. Says who? Bob Dole says who? Bob Dole from yeah, Russell, Kansas. Um, we got a bunch of texts, and I know it probably wasn't easy to text in about how your uh, teenage daughter or son killed themselves in the last year. Some from California. Oh, my gosh. Um, also, we got a, a text from a, a nurse in Reno who says their pediatric unit has been overrun for the past year. With teens and preteens with mental health issues, like, just no room for them.
0: And we kept them out of schools, and we kept them out of their activities for no reason, except to extort more money and power. Okay, Michael, I think we need... Uh, trans- one more well, Sorry? Well, you
1: people in the teachers' unions who went along with this, I mean this completely. This is a phrase that gets thrown around. I actually mean this. How do you honestly sleep at night? You've caused little kids to want to kill themselves by keeping them out of school so you can get more money. How do you sleep at night? Cam, okay, i done.
0: Well, well, you've earned enemies for life. Congratulations. Transition music, Michael. <laughs> All right, we don't have a lot of time, so that'll do. That's pretty there good. No, there is no punchline. No, we don't have time for that either. <laughs> there's that, or that. There is no punchline to this. It is a still-life portrait of California. Marin County, north of the Bay Area, bunch of rich ex-hippies, tech guys. It's as left as can be. San Rafael Democratic politician Jared Huffman holds the first constituent event in a long time. Event capped at 110 days, uh, attendees, had to wear masks, etc. Shortly after the town hall began, though, uh, anti-vaccination activists stormed the door, disrupting the event. Huffman pleaded with the group to respect the other attendees as the protesters displayed crude signs. Well, there's no reason to take shots at their uh, sign-making skills, but anyway. Uh, Decrying vaccinations and public health mandates. Chanted medical freedom now. Jeers went back and forth between the masked orderly crowd and the gate crashers, uh, etc. At one point, a female protester attempted to pull the mask off one of the attendees. Another woman, holding a sign about dead ferrets, jumped on stage and sat in front of Huffman for some time and refused to leave. cal freaking unicornia man I don't want the show to be
1: over, but I am ready ready. Uh, to listen to the final final thoughts thoughts from from Armstrong and Getty.
0: Getty. Uh. Here's your host for final (laughs) thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final bow-bow from everybody on the crew. Let's start with Michelangelo in the control room, pressing the buttons. Michael.
2: Yeah, if you're wearing a mask and you're outside, just take off the mask, run around, enjoy yourself. I had a wedding full of people outdoors. Greatest day of my life. No problems.
0: Enjoy the outdoors. You can't get the damn vid outdoors, idiots. Positive Sean's our producer. Final thought.
2: Spent some time this morning trying to perfect my uh, turquoise turtle knot strategy for my shoelaces that kept untying themselves. This is a game changer. Yeah, we got
1: a bunch of texts yesterday from from people saying, if you're still tying your shoes the way you were taught as a kid, you're nuts. There's all kinds of better ways to tie your shoe. And I, I had no idea. Maybe I'll look into that because I'm just teaching Henry how to tie his shoes right now. We'll, we'll, might as well teach him the new modern
0: way. It's an exciting new chapter in all of our lives. Jack, <laughs> is that your final thought or do you have another one? No, I'd
1: like to say you haters were in fine form today. I mean, some of the most cleverly worded, hateful texts we've ever gotten. All in one day, I don't know if it's the moon or the weather or the solar eclipse or what, but we did get one text, Sean has the laugh of an angel.
2: Oh, that makes me feel uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> that was my text. <laughs> oh, okay. I feel better now. <laughs> uh, my final thought is, after months and months of nothing like this, I'm writing songs again and I'm outlining a book. Is it the coast, the post-vid thing? Because I talked to so many creative people who said, I just don't feel like it. That's interesting. Got, for months and months and months. I got an idea of a riff for you. And a how now now, but now now. Yeah, put that in a song. I will. how about
2: I'm
1: Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four hour workday.
0: So many fine clicks for you at ArmstrongandGetty.com. We've revamped the hot links section. It's easier to find, easier to use. You can get any segment of the show you missed. Some great extra long podcasts. Jackson Henry in a podcast at ArmstrongandGetty.com.
1: <laughs> See you tomorrow, God, or Monday. God bless America.
0: Yeah, get out of you Adios, mofo. That's the awesome. How much fun did you have out there today? A lot of fun.
1: I got time to jam this in. as my mother would say, who died and
2: left them, boss? Congratulations.
0: Except, (laughs) I have serious concerns. Yes, we drank beer. Ah. (laughs) Haya. You're ranting again. Let me just. I'm not ranting. So, let's go out with a bang. Bye. Have a
1: great Friday, you mother.
0: Okay. (laughs) On that high note, thank you all very much. (laughs) The Armstrong and Getty.